Alright, well, Canada has a pinball machine again, and so I guess we're now a valid pinball podcast. So no one can ever accuse me of not owning a pinball machine. So I'm staring right now in my bedroom at one of the most gorgeous, gorgeous cabinets I've, I've ever looked at in pinball, and that is the butter cabinet of Rick and Morty pinball. So yesterday at 8.30 in the morning, I got the phone call that FedEx was downstairs already. So much for the uh, 20 to half hour minute warning before they would arrive. And so I went down, I got the game from the FedEx guys, they put it in the basement, and then the journey to get the game into Canada's bedroom began. I'm going to walk you through that real quickly. So if you don't know, old Manhattan apartments, they were not built or engineered to have coin-op devices dragged through them. So the door openings in my apartment are as follows. The front door, I think, is something like 29 inches, maybe 28 and a half inches. And then my bedroom door is is 28 and a half. And the back box of Rick and Morty pinball measures 29 inches across. So there was no way I was going to get this game through the door and into the bedroom without figuring out a solution. Now, at first, I was going to take the front door off my apartment, which is a pain in the ass, and then I was going to try and maybe just put the game in the living room because there was no way I was going to get the game into the bedroom. It was like an inch and a half too wide. So the next thing that popped into my head was maybe I'll just remove the back box. And I did that with Magic Girl before because that back box was wider. Stern pinball machines, by the way, fit in and out of this apartment. Uh, They're a little narrower. A Stern pinball back box is 27 inches. And that two inches in this apartment means the world. So I actually called up Spooky Pinball. I spoke to Chuck and I was like, Chuck, should I remove the back box? He's like, ah, we don't recommend it. There's a lot of connectors in there. Make sure you take photos of everything, this and that. And as I was looking at all the connectors and Brenda was watching over me and she saw what was about to happen. She saw that I was about to spend the entire day and ruin my brand new pinball machine. And so as I was looking at the connectors and looking at the back box, it it dawned on me that there's enough slack in the cables in this game that go up to the back box that what if we just remove the bolts that are keeping the back box on the hinge the three on each side, so six total bolts, and then we can lift the back box up and just tilt it. And that's exactly what we did, and it worked like a charm. Now, let me tell you something. When you order a butter cabinet from Spooky Pinball, they don't just ship it. They ship it as if it's coming from a collector to a collector. This thing was wrapped with uh, shipping blankets, like uh, furniture blankets, whatever, whatever, moving blankets, you know, those blue padded blankets, they wrap this thing in those blankets. And so, and that's how I usually ship my games to people when they buy them from me. So the butter cabinet had no blemishes, no dents, no dings. And you know, if you ding or scratch a butter cabinet, that's it, folks. You ain't ever going to get it back to being perfect again. So we get it through the door. We get it into the bedroom. We, uh, then I was like, oh man, there's no leg bolts. There's no leg bolts on the game. And so for those of you opening up a Rick and Morty, the leg bolts are actually already 
screwed into the cabinet. They're not in the box with the legs. So I did not realize that. So I called Spooky and said, you didn't give me leg bolts. And they said, check the cabinets. And uh, okay. So this is, again, this is Canada, a total newbie. But sometimes, you know, companies ship the leg bolts separately. Sometimes they're screwed into the cabinets. I'm learning. I'm learning as I go. So we get the game set up. And the first thing you're going to notice, and I just have to say this, and if you've watched my Facebook Live video, the first thing you'll notice about this game, if you order a butter cabinet, you're going to want to go butter. And and I mean that. I know it's a $1,000 option. And I know that it's more money than a lot of you want to spend on a pinball machine. And it only makes sense. Listen to me. It only makes sense to spend that money if you're going to see the cabinet. Okay, because if you're going to just slide this game in into a row of games, this either has to be the game on the end of the row or it's not worth it. I'm just going to say it. There's no point in spending the money on the butter cabinet if you're not going to be staring at it every day. That being said, if you are going to stare at this cabinet, it's absolutely stunning. And there's nothing I can do to capture a picture that will show you how amazing it looks in person. I mean, it really does just pop. It's so glossy. It's so beautiful. I, I do not regret ordering the butter cabinet. And the purple, the purple armor looks incredible. And the purple coin door is the way to go. So if you are on the fence about whether or not to have a black coin door or a purple coin door, trust me. And I was one who thought that the black might be better because it blends in with the black of, of the sky. But trust me, the purple coin door is the way to go. The butter cabinet is the way to go on this game. So if you're on the fence about those two things, I'm here to tell you, you will not, you will not regret your choice, okay? I went with the uh, the, the coin door that doesn't have the, the dollar bill acceptor because uh, I don't need to have a dollar bill acceptor. And I never play pinball with headphones, so that's why I went with that. Okay, the topper comes attached to the game. Super easy, didn't break, it worked perfectly. Set the game up, turned it on, game works. I installed the new code. All you gotta do is download the file and you put it in. And so what I love about what Spooky's done is you can do everything you need to do with the game without removing the translate, which was always annoying in Batman when I always had to take out the translate to put in the USB stick to update the game. I love that every single thing just happens uh, in the panel that's below the translate and you never really have to remove the translate. So that's really, really smart and I'm really glad they did that because it's a pain. And this is a real back glass, people. When I did remove it, I'm telling you, it's really night and day between the cheap plastic you get with the Stern machine and the real backlash you get with this spooky machine. So it, it really, really is, is a solid piece that's up there. So be careful with it. Be careful with it. So I got the, uh, the lighted speaker grills. I got everything, every option except for the dollar bill acceptor. And my game in total in total was over $9,500. So yes, I am an insane person to spend that much money on this game. But you know me, I love all the bells and whistles and I just want my game to be as nice as possible. And I, I know people have been debating like, oh, you're complaining about a $600 topper from Stern and you spent $1,000 on the butter cabinet. When you look at the butter cabinet, you can see where the money went. You can see it's directly printed, it's clear coded. There's actually some craftsmanship that went into this thing versus that crappy piece of crap topper 
for 600 bucks. I mean, I would happily pay this for this. That's all I've ever been saying about this damn topper. It's like, you just, you get what you pay for. If you get the butter cabinet, you will not feel like you got ripped off. You just won't. You just won't. You'll be that happy. All right, so the game itself. Let me go into the game itself because then I got to get to work today because I, I actually have to take a vacation day yesterday because I spent so much time on the pinball machine. Now, I don't know about you guys out there, but when you first get a pinball machine and you set it up and you're going through all the motions with the game, it's exhausting. It takes a while for me to get a pinball machine set up. I don't have anyone to help me other than Brenda, and she was amazing in helping me do this. We didn't drop the cabinet. We didn't break any toes. We didn't lose any fingers, but it, it took a while. It took a while, and so we finally get the game up and running. We get the new code in it, and the first thing I do when I flip the machine is I hit that orbit shot off the upper right flipper, and that's the main shot that everyone's been worried about whether or not they would be able to hit it. Now, there is a shot in my machine that is really, really eroding away at my enjoyment of this game after 24 hours. I'm going to tell you what shot it is, and it isn't any of these shots that I expected to be an issue with this game and I think I might have fixed it but I'm not even sure if what I did is right and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later but this is a machine this is a machine that really requires you to dial it in it look the first thing you'll notice in this game is the sound system is really great and the the bass and the the speakers and the audio of Rick and Morty are phenomenal so I'm so used to a Stern machine, and I will say this, the sound system in Rick and Morty blows away the sound system in my Batman. Now, I'm not sure if the newer Stern games have, have better speakers, but you're getting a really great sound system. And we know Scott Denisi was going to put a great sound system in the game, and it's got a huge sub. I mean, the sub is like set at, at like, the knob is like barely turned on, and it's rattling this game. I have to remove the shaker motor from the game. I played a game with it on and it's really cool. I can't. I can't shake a pinball machine because the woman below me will complain immediately. She used to complain when I have the shaker motor on my Lord of the Rings. So I have to unplug the shaker, but it's in the game. So, you know, down the road, if someone else owns Canada's machine, you will have the shaker motor already installed. Uh, but for those of you who want to shake the game, this game, I, I heard from John at Jack Bar that when you have the shaker going, it like rattles the glass on the machines next to it. That's how powerful it is. So, so that's, there's that there. Um, the one issue I'm having right now with setting my game up is getting the level right. And to get it at six and a half degrees, I've ordered an Amazon leveler because the pin guy app that's that is on my phone, it sucks. It it doesn't work. I've calibrated it, I, I've put it on the play field. It it almost makes it seem like I need to jack the legs up twelve inches to get to six and a half degrees. It doesn't work. I don't know what's going on with that app, but it's just not effective. And so I have my my the rear legs in the game are up like three-fourths of the way. So I think it's it should be around six and a half degrees. And then I've been leveling it left to right to make sure that it's, uh, it, it's level properly. Now the problem in my apartment too is like my floor is just not flat. And so I'm doing the best I can. And, and I know if you keep it in the same spot and you use the leveler, it should get to that point. So the it's playing fine though. I mean, it the, the game is shooting it's shooting fine. I mean, there there are no shots in this game I can hit with the flippers. Uh, the the right ramp is easily hit by backhanding with the right flipper. 
I've hit tons of shots to the garage from the upper right flipper. I've hit the orbit shot. I think the most loops I've done with the upper right flipper orbit have been two in a row. It, it flies around there though. Good luck trying to hit like three or four in a row. You'd have to have like lightning fast reflexes. Now, the quality is great. The play field looks like glass. It's absolutely beautiful. I will say this. I did notice a few tiny little dimples appeared. A few tiny ones after a lot of plays, but you barely notice them. Not like the cratering you get on a Stern machine, but I will say, I think we might have to just agree that with any clear coat on any wood, there is going to be slight dimples in areas of the game where the ball uh, either falls down on or ricochets or there's a lot of fast action in this game. So there, if, you're, if you're expecting to never see a little dimple in a Rick and Morty machine, uh, I, I stand here to correct you. You will see a few. But again, they're not, it's like the play field is such good quality. There's no sinking of post into the clear. And it's just when you run your hand over it, it it's just it's glass. This game is glass. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, what else am I, do I want to talk about right now in the game? So here's the, here's the shot that's just got me like pulling my hair out. And it, I'm, I'm just really... It's such an important shot in the game, and mine is just rejecting over and over and over again from both flippers. And the shot I'm talking about is the center scoop shot. It's in the middle of the horseshoe, okay? You know the shot. It's the shot you need to start an adventure. It's the start. It's the shot you need to start a multi-ball. So it's a really important shot in the game. And for some reason, uh, my shot from a right flipper or re left flipper, when you go straight up the middle, with some good velocity, it was just hitting and doinking right out, hitting and doinking right out over and over and over again. And I had Brenda come play. I, I, I tried working on the leveling of the game. I also tried to lower the flipper power. And there's just something about it. I even got a response from Scott Denisi to try and bend it down a little bit towards the play field. But nothing was really that effective. And so as I was looking at it, weirdly, the, the scoop the metal almost sticks up a little bit past the wood. There's like a lip. You can see the metal lip. And I just talked to John at Jack Bar, and his game is that way too. Like it, it's like when they fully screw in the mech, it has a little lip where, and I don't know if that's meant to protect the wood or if that's how it's supposed to sit. But for some reason on mine, it was just rejecting, rejecting, rejecting. So what I did, and, and it seems to be working much, much better now, is I put a few washers uh, underneath the mechanism where the screw goes. So the screw goes, touches the mech, and then hits the washers and then the wood, and it's creating a little bit of a gap, which is actually pushing the mechanism down a little bit. So it's sitting a little lower in my game now. And so now in my game, the scoop entrance, uh, the metal part, is more flush with the wood. Now, I've been playing it a few times, and it's working much, much better. Now, my only concern by lowering that a little bit, is that going to affect the wood? Am I going to start like chipping away at the play field? And I'm not sure. Uh, it's, it's working fine. I don't notice any impact on when the ball gets ejected. So it's not hitting the wood there because there, when it ejects, it goes up and it follows the curvature of the metal hood. And even when it goes into the scoop, it seems to have enough velocity where it's really, you know, it's not really... It's not really impacting the wood because it's flying into the scoop. So I will show pictures of this on my Facebook page and see if, if this is a, a, a fix. Uh, but I'm a little bit concerned because when I looked at John's machine, his looked at the original height that mine was 
and he wasn't getting rejects and I was. So now I'm I'm a little concerned that I might have done something I shouldn't have and maybe it was an issue with the height of the game or the flipper power, but I tried adjusting all those things and and I was still getting tons of rejects. So I think I think that's my ultimate takeaway right now after only 24 hours of the game. Um, the, is the game really needs you to set it up properly? And this game is a game in which you're going to have to dial it in and you're going to have to set it up so that it plays well for you, that it plays well in your environment. And I was talking to Joe uh, Abate, I think that's his last name, and Joe has a machine, he's a great guy. And he was saying the same thing. He's like, you really just have to tweak this thing and dial it in so that it works for you. So whether that's adjusting the flipper coil power, whether it's adjusting the uh, ejection coil strength uh, on the, the dimension shot in the garage, like there's a lot of different things going on in this game where I really think, you know, there's not going to be just one standard setting that works for everybody. Uh, you know, some some people might like the flipper power at full strength, and I mean, it goes around that horseshoe like you blink and it's already back at the flippers. Some people might want to slow that down a little bit so you have a little bit more control in the game. Now, here's the takeaway, though, and I will say this. I will say this. Opening up a new inbox game and playing it is an exhilarating thrill. But to have a major shot in the game be really problematic, like the the middle scoop, was really frustrating. And it was really like, it started to just eat away at my enjoyment. And, you know, Brenda's like, why are you so bummed out? I'm like, well, I mean, I, I, I don't feel like I should have to adjust that on a brand new game. Like, a, a, like did they test it? Did it work well? And I think the center scoop, it just, it's, it, it rejects uh, more than, than most scoops in pinball. And I'm used to pinball games where some some games, like every time you nail the scoop, you nail it. In this game, even when you look at the scoop, it's like it's not dead center. It's turned a little bit. Uh, It's just it's just part of the game. And I think that's my overall assessment. And again, this is only after 24 hours of owning the game. And I've maybe put about 30 to 50 games on it so far. Uh, for, for those guys out there who say, the, I've only played this game 200 times in three years, you guys are all such liars. When you get a brand new game, how are you not going over and over and over again? And especially with Rick and Morty, because it's a fast, brutal game. Like This isn't a game where you're going to have like half-hour ball times. Uh, that's the other part. You know, I didn't really talk about the gameplay. Is the game tough? Yes, the game is very tough. If you are not good at pinball, will you enjoy this game? And I think each of you is going to have to figure that out for yourself. I enjoy flipping it, but I do think the game is like really, really hard. I mean, the shots are not there. It's not like it's obviously not a fan layout. The shots require a high degree of learning to find them. I love when people say you got to find the shots in the game. In a lot of modern games, in a lot of stern games, they're designed purposely so that most people, even casual people, can hit every shot. Rick and Morty, I think, requires a higher degree of skill to hit the shots. It's going to make everybody a better pinball player, but I also could see how for a lot of the casual guys out there that want to make their way through a game, you might get really frustrated by this game. You might not enjoy it because you might feel like you're chopping wood trying to get through uh, the game and get through the adventures, and it's just too hard. And I think you're going to have to spend some time on this game and determine whether or not 
you want to put in the time and effort required to learning the game. Now, me personally, I have no problem with learning the game. I have no problem with a a game that just shoots so radically different than any game I've ever shot before. And that's just the way it is. I mean, you've got to get a feel for those shots on the right side and where to where to let the ball go off the left flipper. I mean, a lot of the game comes down to that, like hitting that right orbit, hitting uh, the, the, the right ramp. The right ramp is really easy. The left ramp is really challenging. I, it's, it's a really awkward shot. There's something about the way the plastic sits in front of it, you know, the plastic that has the crystal on it. It's, it's almost like the game creates a lot of optical illusions for you where the shot isn't exactly where you think it is or where your eyes are telling it it is. You're going to have to learn more muscle memory on, on where that shot needs to come off that flipper because otherwise I think if you rely on just your line of sight, it, it's deceiving. And I kind of like that. Like it's kind of brutal. It's kind of over the top hard in some ways. Um, but I I definitely enjoy it. Like when multi balls going, it's like all hell's breaking loose in the game. I I it's like you're I'm just slapping. It, the the concept of like controlling four balls at once in this game is really really difficult. So good luck with that. Now that brings me to one of the things I was observing as I was playing the game is this game is all about two things for me. I mean, it's all about these adventures. It's all about these dimensions and obviously collecting the mega seeds and there's different ways you can play the game. And it's a lot of fun. And and it's really easy to understand what to do in the game. It's really easy to understand what to do, but it's really hard to do it. And I think one of the things I was noticing as adventures were starting is something I would love to see in this game, something I think would be uh, an added bonus for people who aren't incredible pinball players. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for saying this, but this game would actually benefit from a lockdown bar button. I know I'm saying it, but here's why. Here's why. And maybe you don't need the lockdown bar button, but it would benefit from having the ability when you're in an adventure to somehow press a button and maybe use some of your mega seed powers to actually advance through the mode. So an easy way to understand this is like, I'm so used to Batman when you're in a mode where you could use your gadgets to get through the modes. And I really wish this game had that ability because when you're in a mode, sometimes it's really confusing to know how many more shots you have to make. I think they added something to the display that says that, Um, but there's a lot. Like there's a lot of shots you need to hit sometimes and they've done a good job in some of these modes and making it easier. So for example, in Pirates of the Pancreas, uh, I think at, at first it was like you had to always hit the, the, I think you always had to hit the ramps. And then after halfway counting down the mode or maybe like 20 seconds, then it, they make it easier. Then like every shot it lights up and you can, you can advance the mode that way. So I think the coding team on this game is going to have to figure out a a way in which people can see more of the game if you want to get through the game. So uh, collecting 10 adventures seems like almost impossible, but maybe that's okay as well. Maybe the whole point of this game is not to, you know, to see most of it at once. And I think they did want to create a game that's very challenging. For those of you out there who own your machines, 
it's okay to have a game that's challenging and hard to get to stuff. Uh, but look, I want to be fair too, because I rag on Willy Wonka for being too hard and you just can't get through the game and this and that and this and that. And I will agree, like Willy Wonka in the layout that it is, in the movie that it is, you just want to see more of it. But because Rick and Morty is not Willy Wonka, and here's the big difference for me. Rick and Morty is a, is a television show with a lot of different adventures. So it makes total sense to like randomize them and you'll get to see those different adventures in random ways. But Willy Wonka is not like that. Like you won't get to certain modes in the game unless you get far enough into the game. Like there's no, you're not randomly going to get Wonka's office early on in some of your games. You know, and that was always my issue with Willy Wonka is they buried so much of the game so deep into it and it's really hard to see any of it. But what I love about Rick and Morty, it's like when they put a new mode in that you really want to see, like Get Swifty, uh, you're going to see it. And it's going to come up randomly every once in a while, and you don't get to choose the orders of your adventures, which is fun. I think you get to choose after you fill out for every nine, right? Morty gets to choose one, or Rick gets to, I think that's how it works in the, in the show. But you know what I'm saying? So you're going to see the stuff. And I think that's another reason why this game will be of appeal to people is, is the, the amount of variety in it, okay? But I'll say this, I'll say this, I'm still just gonna warn you guys, it's a tough machine. So don't think you're gonna jump on this machine and feel the same level of smoothness that you do in other machines. Don't think you're gonna experience the same flow in this game as other machines. It's, it's, a, little, it's a little clunky. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I told you Canada's going to give you an honest review. It can be very clunky. And you sometimes can get the feeling that like the game is a little out of your control. That it's uh, the ball is just like dinking around and doinking around. You hear a lot of like this metallic sound when you're playing the game. And it's, it's like this tinny sort of metal on metal like doinkiness happening and clunkiness that you will hear a lot when you play this game. And that's just because a lot of the shots are tight. You've got the metal rails going all over the place that are guiding the ball. And there's a lot of there's a lot of like left to right action with the ball as well as like north to south. And I think there's a lot of just randomness and chaos that Denisi put into this game, which which creates a lot of that. So I'm just here to warn you, like if you're not a fan of that and you want a more uh, expected pathway for the ball and you're so used to maybe fan layouts or you're so used to stern machines, uh, you know, if you go off from a black knight to this, you're going to feel like this game is just broken. If you go from a flowy Steve Ritchie game to this, you're going to feel like, wait, what happened here? Like, what's wrong? None of the shots are where you expect them to be. They're not. They're just, it's just that kind of game. And I think Scott created a game that breaks up the monotony for people who are used to all those other games. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to warn you, it's just not going to be for everybody. Is it for me? I mean, time will tell. I, I'm happy to have it. I'm happy to explore this game. I really want to get that center scoop to the point where I'm not getting frustrated with the game because it makes me not want to, I got to be honest, it makes me not want to play a game when I need to hit this shot to start the adventures and start the multi-balls and it keeps doinking out. Like I, I, I'm hoping the fix I did makes it better, but I also hope that lowering it doesn't mess up my play field. So if you think that would, let me know. I'm going to share photos on my Facebook page and let's discuss it. Um, but I'm otherwise, I'm really loving the game. I, I, I'm looking at it right now. I think it's a great package. I think Spooky Pinball should be really proud of themselves. I think they have a home run theme. 
I think it sounds great. It looks great. It's super fun. It has that one more ball kind of feel to it. And again, it's just, it's a really, really different kind of pinball experience. And I'm so happy to have variety in pinball. Um, do I think this game is worth $9,500? No, I don't. I don't think most games are worth $9,500. But remember, a lot of this is cosmetic. Um, but, you know, you won't stand over a Rick and Morty and see, like, mechanisms and see a lot of stuff in the game. But when you lift the play field, you're going to see a lot of stuff. So, you know, you know when you lift some of these modern sterns and there's nothing underneath it? It's not like that. Like, the value in this game seems to be, a lot of it is underneath the play field. And you'll see that when you lift the play field. But, you know, it doesn't have that one magical mech. It doesn't have that one thing, wow, did you see what the ball just did? It just doesn't. It doesn't really have anything like that. The ball doesn't go into a portal and then come out mysteriously from another area of the game. I mean, I get it shoots through the subway out the left by the flipper, but you know what I'm saying? It doesn't have that magic of the way the ball like goes through the portal in Lord of the Rings when it goes through the ring and, sh and magnetizes and shoots out. So I, I think, you know, for me, this game reminds me, it does remind me a lot of Batman in the sense that the theme integration is over the moon. It's amazing. It's the best theme integrated machine along with Batman. And in a lot of ways, it reminds me of Batman because while there's not the magical mech, it's all about the callouts, the music, the lights, the clips from the show that you love. I mean, it's very similar in, the, in terms of like, that's how those two games or these two games brought the theme to life. Neither one of these games brought the theme to life very mechanically or with, you know, a, a, a lot of the world under glass is mostly artwork. And would I have liked to have seen more stuff in the game that was like physical interpretations of the show? Absolutely. I'm not going to lie to you. Like the Whirly Durly. Like, why couldn't they make a whirly-durly roller coaster in the game? And we have a roller coaster in Oktoberfest. It would have been so cool to have a whirly-durly ramp that, like, looped around and, like, spiraled down. Like, that would have been super cool. You don't get any of that sensation in, when you're playing the game physically, but it's still, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's Scott Denise's sophomoric effort. I think it's, it's a really fun game, and I do think you're going to want to play one to make sure it's for you. Unfortunately, all 750 like mine, they're sold. So people are, are, are going to have to just determine whether or not they want it. Do I think people are going to sell their spots uh, after hearing this review? No, I do not. Do I think you should take this game and enjoy it? Absolutely, I think you should. Is this a game I think people are going to regret if they get rid of it? I do. I do. I think this is going to go down as, as a special pinball machine for a lot of the reasons I mentioned. I, I, I get that it doesn't have the mechanical world under glass some of you might want, but there's something about Rick and Morty and the callouts and the humor and the personality and the music and all the stuff that's in this game. It's just a really unique, fun pinball experience. For those of you with large collections, absolutely you're going to enjoy this. For some of you like me who this might be the only pinball machine in your home, Yes, I could see why you might be frustrated if this is the only pinball machine you have to shoot because of the difficulty of it. But know this about me. I, I, I do a lot of different things in my days and in my weeks to entertain myself. I don't only need to play pinball every week. And so I'm happy to have a difficult game that's really funny. It's the kind of game where you'd want your friends to jump on it and be like, yo, check it out, check out Rick and Morty, and hear the cursing, and hear this and that. Will they be any good at the game? No. Will they be able to figure the game out? Probably not. 
But that's okay because I think they'll enjoy just the light show, the music, and the callouts of the game. All right, so that's my initial review of Rick and Morty. Please, please, please. Oh, and, and for you guys who are wondering, yes, the game ships with the screws removed on the orbit shot for the upper right flipper. So you're not going to have to touch anything there. I'm just a little still, I'm just a still a little like concerned that I had to touch that center scoop. Um, I, I'm curious to see what other owners are going through. There's not many games out there right now. And that's another thing. I'm not on pin side, so I can't share or discuss my ownership with people. I'll do it on Facebook, but you know, that's where I miss being on Pinside, so you can go in the owner's club and, and discuss this stuff. I can't wait till more people get this game. I can't wait to see what other people's reactions are, and I can't wait till the community can help each other, like set these games up so we can all get them playing as perfectly as possible. But it is a game in which you're going to have to tweak. It is a game in which you're going to have to dial in. It's very sensitive to how it's set up. Just know that for you casual guys out there that are used to stern machines being a lot more friendly out of the box. I've got to admit, a lot more friendly out of the box. All right, everyone, have a good day and we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.